Would you join me in prayer? Father, again we come saying thank You. And as we open Your Word, we ask that You would open our hearts. Through Your Holy Spirit, guide and direct us that we might draw closer to You, closer together. Strengthen our walk this morning. In Jesus' name, Amen. You may be seated. This is going to be one of those mornings that we have no idea how long this sermon might go. Because there's enough to go on a long time, but I'm not sure my throat's going to go that far. Uh, Again, I want to uh, thank you for your prayers these last couple of weeks, especially going through all these tests, trying to figure out what's going on with my body. My uh, uh, legs and and arms are very irritated again today, so... Uh, I appreciate you enduring my my pale colored legs in their shorts, but uh, I appreciate your willingness to let me stand here in the in the shorts. Uh, it makes a big difference. And uh, uh, this morning, as we continue our uh, We Believe series, uh, what we have been talking about is the uh, statement of faith that's in our bylaws, and. We've gone through so far the, uh, the importance of understanding the Word of God, the Bible, uh, the God-inspired, God-breathed Word, God-preserved Word, uh, the reality that what we have today is the, is the Word of God in the sense that we can trust uh, it and know that it gives us all the information we need for salvation and to draw close to God. Um, we talked about who God is, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We've gone through that. We've gone through the section on creation. And BJ last week talking about the fall. And uh, I am really glad that we've had these, having this opportunity to share uh, all of these uh, different areas of our our, uh, statement of faith because it gives us a chance to, to review all the things that draw us together. And uh, I know that as we've been going through the bylaws, uh, lots of different questions, you know, why do we need to bother to change our bylaws and all that type of thing. And Well, the bylaws were put together back in uh, actually the, the original set or template uh, was the early 1990s. Uh, and uh, it was a template provided through a legal association, not a Christian one at that, uh, in order to, to uh, uh, meet the, the standards for uh, incorporation as a nonprofit organization and church in the state of California. And we never went back and, and did any of the things that we were considering doing and updating them. So now we're taking care of that. But I actually had uh, someone approach me and was concerned, has anything changed in reference to me, in reference to the bylaws and how it interprets who I am and what I do? And the answer is no. Uh, I'm exactly the, in the same, the bylaws today, the same thing I was in the bylaws before, and that is that I am the preaching elder. Uh, I am one of the elders. Uh, this is not a pastor-run church, and it's not a congregation-run church. It's an elder-led church. 
and uh, with the congregation coming alongside, certainly at uh, various points where the congregation is included in any kind of major purchases and, and property and all those kinds of things that we need to be on the same track together. But the day-to-day operation of the church is handled through the elders and always has been, and nothing has changed. And uh, I'm just uh, really pleased that we're getting this taken care of as my health has taken kind of a negative turn over the last few months. It's one of these things where I want everything in place if something were to slow me down a little bit and we need to, to rely more on, on, on other people, that the bylaws will define how we do that a little bit better. So I really appreciate all the input that you guys have given to support this and, and, and the meetings we've attended, reading through all of this kind of stuff. The, the, the final draft of the, the bylaws is out on the counter out there. And so feel free to pick up a copy. Nothing has really changed other than uh, we, since the last time you've seen it, other than a few things basically in wording and, you know, commas, punctuation, you know, the, the things that, that I might miss. <laughs> and other people, you know, I, if it was mathematics, you know, uh, Levi said I got it. But, but uh, anyway, uh, so just feel free to pick up a copy. That's the, the, the copy we're working with and it'll give you a chance to review. And if you do still have any comments, let us know. Uh, we want to get to a point where we get these uh, taken care of and approved and, and uh, moving on with uh, what we're doing in the, in the sense of getting, you know, working together in the same direction. So anyway, getting back to the message this morning. You know, Levi last week talked about the fall and uh, really emphasizing that the, the, the impact on the relationship that was broken between man and God. And if you haven't had a chance to, to uh, you weren't here last week and didn't hear it, it's online uh, on our website. Uh, there's uh, on the home page, you go down to the bottom, and there's a uh, thing that says TV something sermon source or something like that. Well, it's not on video, but it says TV. I don't know why. Uh, but it's, it's that icon, you click on it, and it'll take you to uh, all of uh, the archive of, of, of our messages. That, uh, and uh, you can look there and, and, and catch up on that if you've missed it. Um, with the, the explanation of the fall of man, we're introduced to another part of creation. And uh, I just thought I would read to you the way this is worded in, in, the, in the, the new bylaws. Under creation, which we've already talked about, and, and it's also the, the fall of man, but it also has a section called Satan and spiritual beings. We believe that along with the creation of the material universe, the triune God created a great host of varied spiritual beings. Lucifer, Satan, fell by sinning against God and took with him a large number of angels. Satan is the enemy of God, the accuser of God's people, and is constantly active in opposing the works and people of God. I'm going to stop there for the moment. I'll come back to, it has a little bit more there, but uh, basically the understanding that I want to start with this morning is that reality that we have an adversary against us as children of God, Satan, a fallen angel who is absolutely anti everything that is holy. 
and anybody that pursues whatever is holy. And, and so we realize uh, that we have an enemy. And that's what we're going to talk a little bit about this morning. And I'm always cautious when I do this because the one thing I do not want to do is to give Satan more credit than he is due. I became a Christian in the uh, mid-70s. Anybody that's familiar with that era in the church, especially the Jesus movement people that were coming to the Lord, uh, you know, uh, quite charismatic. Um, and there was a sense of, of uh, debate, if you will, in the church at the time, and has been frequently and still is, in reference to uh, the demonic and how it works. And uh, there were some groups and, and people and writers at the time they got to the point where it was like they're looking under every rock to see if there's a demon underneath it. They were hunting them out, you know, and, and some of them were called uh, deliverance ministries, different kinds of things. And um, I will preface all of this by saying, if you are a believer, if you have Christ in you, you have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, you are sealed. There is no demonic indwelling of the believer. Can a, can a believer be uh, influenced by demonic? Certainly, if you are drifting away from God, if you are out of fellowship with God, uh, yes. But you are not going to be possessed. Yet, even in the back in the 70s and 80s especially, uh, and I kept some of the books. I probably got a box of uh, at least as big as this stool, of you know, in the sense of, of all the different books that came out then that, you know, the idea of the demonic and deliverance ministries. And I remember one uh, that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a new believer. I went to a meeting and uh, picked up the book uh, that the guy had. And, and uh, it didn't get into too much in the meeting, but I read the book. And he was talking about how he had, you know, in his deliverance ministries, he had delivered one Christian, delivered one Christian of demonic uh, uh uh, demonism and, and, and even possession of over 60 demons. The demon of hiccups, the demon of smoking, the demon of, you know, that's why I want to be careful in this. That, that, that is a, I don't, know, I, I don't want to say hogwash, that's not nice, but uh, you got the message. Um, there is an adversary. We need to know who he is. And we need, and Jesus says, we need to be as smart as a serpent, but innocent as dove. And and we need to focus more on pursuing Christ than worrying about the demonic. I, I just want to say that to start with. But he is real. Satan is real, and his fallen angels which we would call the demonics, the demons, uh, are real as well. Let me go backwards here for just a moment. Go, uh, well, back to Genesis, uh, the end of chapter 1. And, and um, in, in Genesis chapter 1, you have the picture of, of the end of, of creation, the day before God rests. You know, and it says, And God saw everything. Again, God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. 
And then we come up to the scriptures that BJ shared from last Sunday. Chapter 3. And I'll just read the first few verses. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the other beasts of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say, You shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but he said, But, said, but God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. What she's referring to is back in chapter 2. Uh, just uh, look at verse 15. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden and, uh, to work it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in, that, uh, in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. The one clear commandment that God said, no, do not do this, okay, and Satan's very first attempt at, at, at deceiving uh, man was, did God really say this? And she said, yes, this is what God said. But the serpent, verse 4, said to the woman, you will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God knowing good and evil. Now, it's one of these things where I, I, I go from, and God saw everything that He had made, and behold, it was very good to, you know, you know just a, a, a chapter later, you know, just you know, 27 or 25 verses later, now the servant was more crafty. And here he was, coming against God and His Word and with deception. And I, and I just simply, you know, uh, I look at it and I say, well, Genesis chapter 2, did anything major go astray there? And I look through it and I think, no, there's the man. He's in the garden. Uh, his provision and the restriction of the one tree. Uh, Eve, uh, the naming of the animals, the need of a mate. You know, God creating Eve from his side. Uh, and and uh, the idea of marriage being brought into the the picture, and and it's all the way through. It's it's just a picture of of this good that God has created being put into a, a picture that we can understand man and his beginnings. But right here in the in chapter three, we boom. Here's the serpent. So I just I, I write for myself here in the note. What happened? Yeah. The first time that we see Satan in the Scripture is here. The first time we see dissent is here. And you have to, if you're looking at this, and, and I know that I can be preaching to the choir in many ways here, but the idea is who, when, and where? You know, what happened? How did we get to this point? And... I'm going to tell you that the Bible doesn't give us a lot of information about it. Uh, and I know for some, they would say, if something's so important, why, do we, why don't we have more information? Well, first off, God knows what we need. I'm trusting in that first off. But secondly, the idea is, is that possibly the idea of more information would actually create more 
distraction than help. But we do have some key information to give us some insight. First off, God did create the angels. And we start in, uh, with uh, Psalm 148, and, I, and I'll just use that one this morning. Uh, Psalm 40, 148 says, Praise the Lord, praise the Lord from the heavens, praise Him in the heights, praise Him in all His, praise Him all His angels, praise Him all His hosts, uh, praise Him sun and moon, praise Him all your shining stars, praise Him you highest heavens and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for He commanded and they were created, and He established them forever and ever. He gave a decree and it shall not pass away. He created the angels. Next question is, when did He create the angels? A little more difficult to, to zero in on, but I think it, we can come to a reasonable opinion here. Uh, and that requires to go to the book of Job chapter 38. Understand, Job, at this point, God is, is, is basically explaining to Job, there's just stuff you're not going to understand. And, you know, if, if you're looking at any aspect of it, uh, God might say, we're, you know, this, 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 you know, we'll look at this, this is who I am. But he says to Job, in reference to creation, he says, where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? On what were its bases sunk? Or who laid its cornerstone? When the morning stars sang together and the sons of God shouted for joy, who shut the sea with the doors when it burst out from the womb? When I made clouds its garment and, and thick darkness and swaddling me. In other words, he's saying, Job, uh, you know, let's go back to the things at the beginning. You weren't there at creation. Why? Be, you know, uh, they
rejoicing in what you have done for them and being a testimony.